What is going on you guys? In today's video, we are doing the first ever portfolio reveal on the channel. I hope this video is very informative. I hope you guys appreciate the transparency. And if you do give this video a thumbs up, make sure you stick around to the end of the video because I am gonna be sharing some critiques with my portfolio, some things that would have been differently. And I'll also share with you some uh, photos from our fishing trip. I just got back from our annual fishing trip. But in getting things kicked off, not that it really matters, but I know a lot of you guys just tend to be very curious what the figures are and the dollar numbers are. Total value of my portfolio does sit at approximately $120,000. For the sake of this video, I think that number is honestly rather irrelevant, but I do know there's gonna be questions about it, so there you go. My cash position, it sits somewhere between 12 and 13%. Now, here's one of my critiques. Well, I'll save the critiques for later, but I wish that number was a little bit higher. Nevertheless, it's always good to have some cash on hand, and that's currently what it's sitting at. The number of holdings across both of my portfolios, that's the TFSA and RSP, does sit today at 26. Again, another high number and something that we're gonna talk about later in the video. But before we get into the actual holdings, this is actually what I wanna kinda of take a moment and talk about. This is very important to me. Here's the breakdown across the various geographical areas. Six Canadian holdings of the 26. Probably a lot smaller than what you guys were maybe anticipating, being that I am a Canadian but six, and that's right about where I want it. US stocks comes in at the largest with 17 different holdings in the US market. And I do own three international stocks, which I'm sure you guys have an idea of what maybe a couple of those ones are. And very important to note here is that although Canadian, the US market still is the vast majority of my portfolio. So let's get started today, guys. Coming in at the smallest and one of the worst performing positions for me in my portfolio, it is the company Snapchat. This stock represents 0.10% of my portfolio. If you've been following the channel for a while, you guys know my story with Snapchat. This was the one time I went out and bought an IPO a number of years back. I did all the classic rookie mistakes with this one, not doing my research, just went out and bought a stock as a younger investor just because I used the app and I thought it was gonna be great. No plans for profitability with that company. And I'm holding it still today because it's one of those little memoirs in my portfolio just to remind me when I look at things to not do that. Coming in next is a stock that I'd kind of put in that similar category. It's the company SoFi. This one represents about 0.62% of my portfolio. Uh, a number of months back, I threw in about a thousand or 1500 bucks just as some fun. You know, it is okay to have fun in your portfolios. You don't wanna just be buying all boring blue chips. I take a little percentage of my portfolio and throw it into these high flyers. You never know how they will turn out, but from time to time, you gotta have a little fun and SoFi was a stock that I selected. Next up is the company Coca-Cola, ticker KO, an absolute classic of a stock. This is a stock that I've actually owned since like I was 10 or 11. One of the first stocks I ever bought with my dad when I started investing was Coca-Cola and McDonald's. Well, this is just residual stock that I've owned for literally over a decade now of investing. It's not a stock that I've been really adding to. However, it does fill a little role in my portfolio. Next up is the one and only ETF that I own in my portfolio, and it is the ticker MUB. It is the McKenzie Unconstrained Bond Fund. As with majority of bond funds right now, they are being crushed. This one represents about 1.35% of my portfolio, so we're starting to creep up. In all honesty, I kind of think of this as just a little cash position. I kind of could bump it up and use it as my cash position. It was kind of a bit of a placeholder for me when I was building up my portfolio a little more uh, while ago. And now that my portfolio has grown, it just represents such a small position. In all honesty, I probably should be selling this. I'd rather just have the cash. Next up is a company that I'm sure many of you guys are not familiar with, but it is a company, Tyler Technologies, ticker TYL. This is a stock that I'm actually very bullish on. I have not talked about it on the channel. We talk about it with our Academy students, of course, and that is linked down below if you wanna check that out. But Tyler Technologies is a very exciting company that's working in the public sector, essentially providing cloud services, uh, a software for these out of date 
sectors and they're performing very, very popular, very, very well. This stock represents 1.68% of my portfolio, kind of inching up there to more of a average position. This would still be on the smaller side because I am building into this position actually actively as we speak. William Sonoma comes up next, ticker WSM. This is one that I have talked about recently, bought this in my TFSA. I was having kind of some ifs and buts and some regrets with buying this stock possibly a little bit early. This stock makes up just over 2% of my portfolio. And knowing what I know now about the state of our world and economy, in hindsight, I kind of wish that I didn't buy the stock just quite yet. Possibly a mistake, kind of trigger happy, bought it a little bit too early. That said, the numbers, the dividend growth, still something I really like. I like this company doing a lot of e-commerce and digital stuff. I think that it's gonna be just fine, but it is one that's a little bit shakier for me. That said, that is William Sonoma coming in at a more reasonable weighting. Next up for me is the company Meta, ticker M-E-T-A, AKA Facebook. This one represents 2.58% of, of my portfolio. It's this small of a weighting because I recently bought into Meta. So in my TFSA, really for the most part over the past few months in the swing of this downfall, I've just started to nibble at Meta. I think that this of the FANG stock is actually looking the most attractive when we look at the valuation metrics. Not a massive fan of Facebook as a company, but it is one that I think makes sense from an investment standpoint right now. I will be actively building up this stock. Coming in next, we have FedEx, ticker FDX. FedEx is a stock that I've owned for many years, actually. I've ridden some pretty wild swings with them, but they're a company that I'm very happy to hold long-term. Next up is our first Canadian stock of the bunch, and it is the company Alimentation Kush. Tard. This is one of the stocks that I was very happy to have owned. I actually found this stock through YouTube, through you guys in the comment section. After doing my research, after doing my due diligence, I did really like what I found out about the company. Again, a new one to me, but I've purchased a stock and it's been one that I plan to hold for the years to come. So that's our first Canadian stock, Alimentation Kushtard. Next up on the list is our company, Amazon. This is unfortunately a smaller weighting in my portfolio. Amazon was a stock that I bought a number of years back when I didn't have as much capital to put into the stock market. I remember buying one share. This is obviously pre-split and just really letting it ride. Now that the stock has split, obviously a lot more attractive to go out and uh, purchase and add to this position. In fact, Amazon is one that's been kind of on my radar as of recently. That said, it does come in at more of an average weighting in my portfolio, I'd say somewhere in that 3% range. Next up is another tech stock. It is a company, Adobe, ticker ADBE. This one comes in as well at about 3% of the entire portfolio. Adobe is a stock that I had actually started buying more recently. These positions are smaller in my portfolio because this is all part of the building up the implementation phase. And as I'm building up positions, as you guys know, you don't just wanna put all of your money in at once, you wanna kinda of work your way in with the anticipation that we could see a 20, 30, 40% drop. Like that's totally okay. Adobe is a company on the business side that I'm completely happy with. It's a stock that I plan to own for years to come. I think they've done an amazing job with their business model. The numbers look great. It's a stock that I'll continue building up over the years. Moving on to the next stock, one that you guys are probably not familiar with. This is my first international stock of the three. It is a company known as Anta Sports, ticker A-N-P-D-Y. This one does trade over the counter, as you can probably tell by the ticker. When you have these weird tickers, oftentimes what happens is this is an international company. It's just structured a little bit differently or it trades on a, a different type of exchange, in this case, actually over the counter. Nevertheless, this is one of China's largest, in fact, the largest apparel and clothing brand. I think it's really nice for my international exposure to not be solely reliant on the technology sector as we know they're going through all sorts of stuff. I'll give you some more thoughts on that when we get to 
a couple of my other stocks. But in my opinion, I like the idea that's not tied to big tech over there. It's literally a clothing apparel company. I kind of like to think of it as the Nike of China. Next up, the old classic Johnson & Johnson ticker JNJ. Can't go wrong with a stock like this. I'm just gonna be holding, collecting dividends, having this stock grow for me over the years. Next up, we have our second Canadian stock on the list today, and that is Canadian National Railway, ticker CNR. Again, another classic, another favorite, another stock that I will happily hold for decades and decades to come. Jumping back to the US market, we have the company Cisco, ticker CSCO. Bought the stock in the midst of the pandemic, a very happy hold for me. Next up, we have the company Apple, ticker AAPL. This one comes in at 3.32% of the portfolio. Again, another stock that I've held for a decent amount of time. And next up, we have one of my favorite holdings in the portfolio. It is the company Brookfield Asset Management. You guys knew this was coming. Ticker BAM.A. I own this actually across both of my accounts. A number of these stocks I actually own across both of the accounts. And combined, this one comes up to a weighting of about 3.5%. Now, before moving on, I want to take a moment and say thank you to today's video sponsor, which is the company Coho. Now, I actually caught a lot of Cohos this week but this is a different type of Coho. Coho is a financial app that is on a mission to make the financial system transparent and intuitive. They offer a wide variety of products to make the experience simple, smart, and secure, but today I'll be talking about the one I'm a big fan of, the Coho No Fee Spending and Savings Account. I don't know about you, but I sure love getting cash back. And with Coho, you could get up to 6% cash back when I shop at their partners. Users with Coho Premium get an additional 2% back on three main categories, groceries, eating and drinking, and transportation, three very important categories. The Coho No Spending and Savings Account help me reach my goals faster with automated savings or have their app round up my spare chains and stash it away. Best of all, Coho has no hidden fees, no minimum balance requirements, amazing budgeting and saving features, and best of all, Coho is for all Canadians. Don't believe me? Well, you can see for yourself, using this calculator, you can see how Coho's accounts compare to the big banks. All you have to do is enter in your annual income and adjust the slider with how much money you spend annually, as well as how much you keep in your account. Check the savings calculator in the description box down below this video, and I'm sure you'll switch over once you see how much money you can save by signing up for Coho. When you use the code Brandon Coho, when you sign up, you will automatically get $20 when you make a purchase of $5 or more within the first 30 days. Thank you to Coho for sponsoring the video. Now back to the video. Alrighty guys, moving along into our remaining nine stocks for the video. Coming up next, we have the company BlackRock, ticker BLK, massive asset manager out there. This is actually a newer position for me coming in at about three and a half, four percent of the portfolio. Bought this one in my TFSA. It has come down since I purchased it. That said, I'm happy with my purchase price. It is starting to form a bit of a bottom. I guess we'll have to see where the market takes us, but nevertheless, happy with this holding. Now coming in at number eight, it is Alibaba, ticker BABA, the infamous stock here on the channel that has not been doing so well whatsoever. This one comes in at about a 3.86% weighting. Actually was higher than this. It's just the fact that the stock has been getting crushed so hard that it has fallen down in my portfolio. I am gonna share some more concluding thoughts on all of my Chinese positions as we get to the end of this video. Next up, we have another Canadian one. It is Rogers Communication. This is a stock that I've been buying over the past year and a half as it was kind of a dog amongst the various telecoms. I do tend to like that as an investor. Great dividend, great long-term hold for me. That comes in at just shy of 4%. Another one coming in just shy of 4% is the company Starbucks, ticker SBUX. Nice dividend grower, love Starbucks. It's gonna be a long-term hold for me. Moving along, we have Visa, ticker V. 
Visa would have to be out of my entire portfolio, definitely up there in the top echelon of my favorite holdings, Brookfield, Visa, a couple of the ones that we're gonna talk about following this. Visa does represent four and a half percent in the portfolio. Nothing really bad to say about Visa. I'll continue adding to that stock as it continues to grow and grow over the years. Next up, we have the company Activision Blizzard. This is my fourth largest position in the portfolio. A big part of that is it did have a nice little bump when it got the acquisition news that they're gonna be bought out by Microsoft. Actually, I took profits on Activision Blizzard. So I have actually sold some shares and it still remains one of my bigger holdings. As much as I love video games and I do wanna be exposed to this sector, I actually wish that this position was a little bit smaller. Maybe I would have taken a little more profits in hindsight. I don't necessarily want it being one of my top positions and right now it's sitting at number four. Again, maybe an adjustment that I'll make with time. Moving on to the third largest holding, it's the old faithful TD Bank. This one, we see the weighting starting to creep up as it sits at about 5.32%. I own TD Bank across really all my portfolios. And this is just my personal portfolios, by the way. We do have some corporate money that I'm not including in this and our portfolio challenges that we've been doing. We own TD across every single one. I don't see that not being the case and any real bank would work there, but TD has always been my favorite. Love the dividend on that, love the performance. Moving on to our final two stocks, guys. I'm curious if you guys know what these two are. If you have a guess, you could quickly put it down there, but these are two of my top tech holdings out there. Coming in at the second largest, it is the company Tencent Holdings. Yes, another international stock based out of China. This one represents 8.37% of the portfolio. I know I get a lot of questions on Alibaba just because that tends to be a really hot topic and a hot stock, but Tencent has always been my favorite by far. If I were to compare them kind of on a, on a pedestal, Tencent was always a superior stock in my opinion and looking forward, I still believe that to be the case. I've owned Tencent since about 2017 and wrote it through some nasty, swings. Nevertheless, with the recent drop, it is a stock that is down one of my worst performing stocks in the portfolio and unfortunately one of my bigger positions. But last but definitely not least, the largest position in my portfolio coming in at a weighting of 9.5%, essentially 10% of my portfolio. One of my highest conviction stocks over the long term, it is the company Google or Alphabet, ticker G-O-O-G. -O -O Google, in my opinion, is really my favorite FANG stock at the moment. I say at the moment there because that's really important. It does vary. You know, if you would ask me this two years ago, three years ago, it's shifted. It's gone from Apple at one point to Amazon at one point. Now we sit at Google. I do think Facebook still is offering a very good value and a good price, which is why I'm gonna be building up that position. But all in all, if I'm looking at where I wanna put the bulks of my money, as you can kind of see, as the weightings get higher and higher, I start to lean or skew my portfolio to place some bigger bets on some of the stocks that I have the highest conviction on at the moment. Google does happen to be one of those TD. Again, I'm always happy to have up. And unfortunately, Tencent was one that has absolutely gone the wrong way. But that right there, guys, is really an overview from top to bottom of my entire portfolio. And if you guys appreciated that, please do give this video a thumbs up. You know, it's not easy to come out and share your portfolio because you know there's gonna be people that are gonna slam you for whatever reason. There will certainly be hate comments and people saying you shouldn't be doing this, you shouldn't be doing this. I'm not sharing my portfolio today telling you guys that you should build your portfolio like this. I'm just trying to demonstrate how I've personally decided to build mine. I said that I was gonna give you guys some critiques and just some takeaways with my portfolio. After doing this exercise personally, what I came to realize is that for one, I do have the belief that I have more holdings than I honestly need to. 26 holdings in a portfolio, for the vast majority of people out there, it can start to get very unmanageable. Luckily for me, the types of companies that I've 
showing you guys today, they're not the types of companies that need, you know, in intense and immense monitoring and looking at them every quarter or every week or whatever the case is. When I own a company like Canadian National Railway or Brookfield or TD Bank or FedEx, these are stocks that I've done my research on and I plan to hold for decades to come. I actually don't like to get myself caught up in the week by week or the quarter by quarter or even year by year numbers. Of course, it does require me to stay on top of my holdings, but having a portfolio of this many stocks definitely still is on the upper range of stocks that I would want to manage. Another thing to consider is that because I'm on YouTube and because I run our academy with all of our students, I do honestly at times feel a little bit pressured to maybe buy more stocks than I usually would if I wasn't on YouTube or if I didn't have a community that I was trying to demonstrate and share with. Again, all things considered, I'm very comfortable with these holdings, but if I did have a major critique, I would say that this number could be trimmed down and have more meaningful or bigger weightings in a lot of my holdings. Critique number two, this is an obvious one, but my three international stocks, my Chinese holdings, which are Tencent, Alibaba, and Antisports. Antisports has actually done decently well for me. It's been a very, very strong performer for me, but Tencent and Alibaba, obviously in hindsight, it would have been nice to wait and not purchase these stocks and not take as big of a bet that I did, about a year ago. What I'll do is actually over the next couple of weeks, do a dedicated video with my updated stance on Chinese stocks, but I do actually need some time for that because I'm actually currently going through another round of due diligence with all of the new stuff that is coming to surface because there is a lot of stuff that I didn't quite foresee. Now, this is the risk that you take when you're investing in these stocks. And that's something that I hope I made very clear when you're investing in stocks overseas, especially in a place like Asia, that's the risk that you are taking. That said, with Ukraine, with some of the more recent postings that I've come across online, Line, it definitely has made the situation a lot worse than I would have hoped. Long story short, in hindsight, I would still obviously want international exposure in my portfolio, but it goes without saying that I wish my timing was a little bit better. It's much more of a consideration now, looking to actually maybe purchase these stocks on their native exchange, like maybe going over to the Hong Kong market. Again, I'll keep you guys all updated in this upcoming video. I don't think that companies like, you know, Tencent, Alibaba, and Anta are cooking the books like a luck in coffee, like, you know, you do hear that a lot that people are saying, oh, well, they're all just, you know, cooking the books and the numbers are all off. I think that you have companies like Luckin Coffee, which cook the books and mess things up. You also have companies in North America that do. I don't believe that's the case with these three other companies, but I do still think that these are powerhouse companies. You see that Tencent is still the second largest position in my portfolio. It is that for a reason. And again, I don't want to overspeak without, without completing my due diligence first. Again, I think that dedicated video will be very, very powerful for that. So I would just say subscribe, keep an eye out for that. But with that said, guys, I will wrap up today's video and just say thank you all for watching. If you enjoyed again, please do not hesitate to leave a thumbs up. As always, of course, we do have our investing academy. If you're looking for courses and training in the stock market, we have a program built specifically for Canadians. You can learn all about that down in the description below. And as promised, I will just put up on the screen some pictures from our fishing trip that we took this week. This is the same trip that we went on last year. For those of you that remember, it's going to become somewhat of an annual thing. We take the ferry over to Nanaimo, a little four hour drive to a little town called Zabellis. I don't know if anyone knows where Zabellis is, but from there we go out to a little floating dock and that's where we live for a few days. It's just the most relaxing, beautiful time. No cell reception, no nothing like that. So we're just out with the wilderness. The views and sunsets, sunrises are just so beautiful. And of course we caught a bunch of fish. Actually didn't catch as much fish as we did last year, but we came home with about 130 pounds of fillets. And we did split that out between four guys, but I got a freezer full, uh, salmons, lingcods, rockfish. We actually didn't get any halibut this year just because the waters were a little bit choppy, but uh, yeah, it was just an absolute blast, but it is always nice to get back to reality, back to our, because I know it's been a while since I posted videos for you guys. So thank you for the patience. I hope I came back with a good one to start things off, but as always, I thank you guys for watching. 
I hope you enjoyed and I'll see you in the next video.